AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, hosted by MC8 and Big Steel. It's every Thursday, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. R&B money! We up! Thanks. Take Valentine. We are the authorities on all things What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? I am Tank. I'm Jay Valentine. And this is the R&B Money Podcast. Yes, it is. The authority! What? Authority! No, when they go to the high voice. On all things. All things. R&B. Yeah. In the building today. Who we got in the building today? <sighs> this is a, a real family member. Yeah. This yeah. is our real little yeah. brother. Yeah, really taps in with the R&B. Really taps in with the R&B. Yeah. Nuances. He live it. He live he's it. a finisher. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. He's a super producer. Super. Super producer. Yeah. Also an artiste. There are very yeah. few people that are artiste. Who's sensitive about their shit. He's sensitive about their shit. Ladies and gentlemen, our little brother in the building. Give it up for Cosign. My brother. My brother. Oh, Palacio. 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 Oh
va, hermanos. Palacio, mi hermano, ¿cómo está? Está bien, está bien, bueno, bueno. Ya tu, tu, ah, el ya, color, ya, ya, ya. muy guapo, señor. Uh, well, you know, el color así. Mi, mi madre de Panamá y mi padre de Guatemala. Sí, sí, It's sí. Only right that I uh, yeah, yeah. come R&B sexified. Sí, palabra, palabra. <laughs> you sí, know, un sexy, sí. ¿eh? Bueno, bueno, un, bueno. Un poquito sexy, ¿eh? Vamos, <laughs> vamos a hablar inglés porque a uh, Jeff Valentine, él no, él no tiene el... No habla. No, no tiene español. Habla, no, pero po nada. poquito. No, 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 nada, nada, nada. Valentine. Habla poquito de español. No. <laughs> okay, no, okay. nigga. No. Now Shit. Y'all niggas come on back now. <laughs> come on. Reel this back on in. Man. Um, first of all, man, thank you, brother, for pulling up, oh, man. man. You know, this is, this is a necessity. Come on, um, man. You know, it wasn't a matter of if, just a matter of when. Of when. You know what I'm saying? We, yeah. we, 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 get the, we get the bro ham. What, what, I, what I tried to do was Tell not be too me. thirsty, right? Because right. as soon as I seen it, it was like, oh, hey, oh. and it was like, Coach, calm down. Bro. They, they got to get Jamie out the way. They got, they Coach is over everywhere. So what you thinking? You thinking next week? Think we got <laughs> week after that? Like, what you thinking? Like, tell me exactly the time the time frame. Yeah, I had, I had to reel it back, not be yeah. so thirsty, let it happen. And shout out to my sister, mm -hmm. who, you know, she saw a couple guests and was like, okay, it's time now. So they <laughs> she got, told you. They didn't got, that. yeah, she telling me who on there. They got Eric yeah. been on there. I seen hit make on. It's time. <laughs> it's time. Did you call Tank yet? And then, and then sent me pages of talking points. Shout out to Nate. You know wow. what I'm saying? My shout sister. Not playing. Not playing with the Man, opportunities bro. that the co-sign needs to be I rock with that. I rock with that. That's yeah, good. She hold me down. She's a huge fan of the podcast. Huge. Yo, what's her favorite episode? I think her favorite is Steve Mackey. Nice. You know what I'm saying? I think nice. she just loved the insight. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And, and Great episode. Yeah, yeah. But with you brothers, man, I got to give y'all brothers y'all flowers too first because being a L.A. transplant, You know what I'm saying? It's all about choosing your friends wisely. Mm. And the divine brotherhood council that has come from both of y'all down through the years yeah. has been clutch. You know what I'm saying? Because historically, I've been a wild cowboy. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and sometimes, sometimes unassuming, but a wild cowboy. Yeah. And especially when I think about my brother Jay, man. The man didn't talk me off the ledge mm. so many times, man. Yeah. And then when I think about the Enrique Dragon period, when I wanted to get out there as an artist, the encouragement to let it fly. Let it fly. Let it fly, let it man. Fly. Have, I, wanted you, you know, I wanted you to be the, the dragon uninhibited. Man, yeah. bro. You know? so, they got a new show about you now. Yeah, House of Dragons. No shit, like, it's, it's House, thing. House of Dragons. <laughs> uh, I think you're just too early. You're too early. I may or may not be a ghostwriter on that show. You know what I'm saying? I may or may not be it's a It's many dragons on there. <laughs> Take your pick. They got black dragons. Now. They got black dragons. <laughs> man, Negro dragons, man. Yeah, but no, nah, I, I just wanted to put that on record and just say that I appreciate you, brothers, man, because, man, you know, even y'all showing up to the wedding, thank you, singing. And, man, I, just, I, I could go on all day. You know what yeah, I'm no, saying? Yeah, I know I did more than sing. I was thinking about, like, trying to figure out some type of invoice for... <laughs> for what I ended up having to do. Uh, Yo, you had to wing it. You had to, we had some, some technical difficulties. It was technical difficult. People didn't show up. Man. It was like, so where's the DJ? What DJ? C chords was missing. The I DJ am, that's supposed to I play this. DJ. Well, do you think you can? Uh, you know what? For my brother, I absolutely can. Man. And what's the going out song? Oh, you don't have one. All right, cool. 
Give me the microphone again, <laughs> Phil. Uh, do the thing. We'll figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I had to usher the people into... You know, the, the not, not only did you usher them, but then you gave them a few bars walking in, which was always pleasant. As yeah. a Chicagoan, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? As people walking by, I feel like you gave Jeff a few bars. And snacks. And snacks. <laughs> and snacks. Don't nobody sing in snacks but me. You know what I'm saying? Yo, and it's so funny because listening to my family prepare to come to L.A. for the first time, right? It's a lot of Panamanians that came to Los Angeles for the first time. And they like... You know, we have to get ready to dress like potato salad because this is a real celebrity wedding. Marco, we're coming. And this is a real celebrity wedding. We're ready. So it's just like, guys. You got to dress like potato salad? Oh, yeah. You know, that's slang. That's Panamanian slang right there, man. What does that mean? Oh, that means you fly. If you like, dress like potato salad. Oh, man. You got on no so colors, like man. The col- yeah, the you got, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, yeah. Potato salad. We wouldn't come dressed like potato salad, Marco. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I might have to use that. I think I'm going to let y'all have that one. I think I'm going to let y'all have that one. I'm hey. not really a potato salad guy, man. When Jay, when Jay oh, man. hit me like this nigga, what you have on? You know I had that potato salad oh, on. Jay's like potato you know what I had on. Salad. With them freshly cut hard-boiled eggs on top of it. Little, little paparica half you, you, you see where he's going to go with it. Hey. He's going to turn it into a full song. Potato salad. All right. Man. Um, you family to us, but... That's not how we rock. Um, we wanna we wanna dig into the beginning mm-hmm. of of cosine. Mm-hmm. We wanna dig into the beginning of Marcos. The be the yeah, beginning of the Marcos. Be, the beginning, like where was the day and time where you either made the decision that this is what I wanna do, or somebody told you, hey, this is what you should be doing. Mm. And and to add to that, to mm-hmm. give you some more talking mm-hmm. talking mm-hmm. space, mm-hmm. what was your influence to even get to Dang, that? Dang, man. I got to say the influence, man. I got made fun of for this, bro. I got made fun of in high school for this, man. I mean, no, in college. Uh, well, first, it's all credit to my mom, the late Perla Celestine Johnson. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Perla, my yeah. mom. Salute to moms, man. Oh, Absolutely. man. Salute, 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 salute man. We definitely, Absolutely. moms held it down, yo, for real. Um, single black mother, west side of Chicago, Maywood, Broadview to be specific. Um, originally from Panama. Mm-hmm. And mom ain't play no games. You know, what I'm not going to do is lose my son to gang violence. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't raise a, a, a disrespectful child um, and she just really instilled education and practice hmm. those were like cornerstones so so was she a musician wasn't a musician my grandfather used to sing solos in church you know what I mean okay. pops he's originally from Jamaica we call him papa mm-hmm. uh, and um but it was just like the way I can I can protect my child is to always keep him busy. Mm-hmm. So it was saxophone, it was piano, it was baseball, basketball, it was conto típico, right? Which is Panamanian dance class on the weekend. Dance. Wait, 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 wait. They have Panamanian dance what? class in Chicago? What? You can't dance. I, look, look, look. The name of the uh, club was called Amapec. Right, and I used to be have to be in parades. Like, 
I used to be like, mom, mom, you're gonna, they're gonna beat me up. They're gonna beat me up. <laughs> if I'm doing like, so you was doing carnival in Chicago. <laughs> what? You hear that music? Come on, fin 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 behind your back. You got the yeah. sombrero on, the chakra, yeah. the panabrisa. Yeah. What? I'm so excited. What you, what you won't do. <laughs> Tank want to go. He <laughs> want to go party right now. <laughs> what? It was a little club called the Fuego Fuego. Fuego Fuego. Yeah. I know what that means. <laughs> it's on fire. Yeah. 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 It was a club yeah. called the Fuego Fuego. Fuego Fuego. And I remember being at them parties, man. And it might be like 12, 1 a.m. And the kids section, we'd already did our dance. So now we just on the side, sleep, tired. And it's just some real salsa going on. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you see pants with the sides open. And me and my yeah. cousin whispering, like, you see her leg? Yeah. You see her thigh? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just like, yeah. yeah, bro. So she really was big on the culture. You will know about your Panamanian roots. Um and be well-rounded as well. And eighth grade, I started playing the drums at church. I was a, the third string drummer. You know what I'm saying? That happens. So wait, they have. Happens. So yeah. you got man, like a like sports. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And really, you so just, you was the backup backup drummer. Absolutely, third, like third string quarterback. Third string. So you got the sanctuary choir, mm -hmm. the youth choir, what? and then when the kids choir come up, goes, and they be like. All these blessings come from God. It's either it's either it's either the junior choir or before before the praise and worship was a big thing mm -hmm. as it is right now. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You would do like the beginning of service. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's what the third string guy was. But once service started getting serious, then the guys would get yeah, about, yeah, about scoot you off of everybody. Get out of here, Marco. Okay, buddy. Come on, buddy. Come on. Now, yeah. the best part was when the lead drummer uh, and the second drummer, and this only happened a few times, when the lead drummer they and the second sick. drummer, they ain't there. <laughs> they so both now, got Oh, baby. Oh, I'm about to shout. Oh, so you get man. to play for the for the, for the big if, choir. Yeah. I'm about you know to mess saying? the whole service off up. Be, <laughs> off beat and loud. <laughs> off beat and loud. You see the choir director just hitting me with this like, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to find it. Ah. And how old you know? are you? you said eighth grade? It's eighth grade. It's eighth grade. It's, I'm 13. 13 in this time. I was nice in eighth grade. And so, I'm yeah, drums. I'm playing sax. I'm playing drums. I'm playing keys. And then high school was like all of them kind of coming together. I was I was rapping. I was in an R&B group. And we had no lead singer. What? Y'all saying unison? <laughs> I think the group probably only lasts about 90 days. Okay, okay. Because it was one guy that just every week was just selling wolf tickets is what we call them. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, we're going to be shooting a video. We got a, we got a auditions for the video girls coming. He was in the group or he was the manager? He was in the group. And oh, but he was managing too, though. He was right, right yeah. He was, he was selling y'all the wolf tickets. Yeah, selling us the wolf tickets. None, the, none of the things that he ever talked about ever came true. In the group with you, selling the wolf tickets. <laughs> and and yeah. it was just another nigga that was just like selling everybody. <laughs> no, he in the group, and kind of and kind of okay. is claiming lead singer, but I can't give him that because you can't sing. None of us, <laughs> none of us can really. You know, I was trying to be <laughs> Jodeci. I was trying to be, you know, Coach Vante in the group. You know what I'm saying? Producer. Yeah. yeah. Being in the back. And so, yeah, that was a disaster. But it was shots up. All of this stuff was just getting shots up. I went to a Catholic all-boy high school, same school that uh, Isaiah Thomas went to, St. Joe's. Mm -hmm. Evan Turner as well. And uh, 
man, I played in the LaSallean Instrumentalist. I, I won the uh, Louis B. Armstrong Jazz Award. So I was cutting up, man. I was playing at youth services, starting to get a little, little chop. So this is all for you just being a purist in terms of just being a musician yeah, and just, just loving it and just doing it for... You're trying to find the music. You just, yeah, you just find yeah, the I'm music. Just, I'm having a good time. What I, what I noticed was rapping, the, I wasn't a huge fan of the attention because Chicago... They will fry you. The jokes that my friends have were so lethal that getting on that stage in the spotlight was a little hot. So it was like, how can I be close to it but not all the way in producer? Hmm. And when I saw that, that made me just want to just know all of the different aspects about music, you know. And so, yeah. so was your mother your first investor? Because um, like, obviously, for, as, as a being a producer, mine was for you sure. You gotta have yeah. equipment. Yeah. My mama bought that BPM4 keyboard, PV. Yeah. yeah. Well, so for the keyboard, uh, I kind of just got to just lead that off how I got my first keyboard. Uh, that, ain't, that ain't nobody business. Uh, what I, what Man, happened. you want to tell us? You know what happened? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's you, had to, uh, you, had to sell, you had to sell something? I had to sell nothing, but, you know, I just... You lay uh, something down to get it? <laughs> I just had to get uh, creative, right, to get that Yamaha you, motif You had to get set. nasty? Okay. <laughs> Didn't have oh, you to had the nasty. Motif 7 too Yeah you yeah, yeah, had to get nasty 2001 You got nasty for it 2001. I see your shirt I see your shirt You did something nasty for, for, for a piano <laughs> From now on you the piano man A Motif? Yeah A Motif Was it weighted keys? And, 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 did you get the weighted keys I didn't get too? The, I got the 7 I got the 7 Okay, okay. You got But it. it was crazy because I remember my mom being like Marco how did you get that? And I had to tell one of my homies to say That he bought it for me you know what I'm saying? Like, look, my mama, because I was like, I was, one of the guys in the group was a producer. And so I told mom, I was like, mom, he got a deal. And because I've been spending that time in the studio with him, he just got me my own keyboard. Yeah. So she's like, oh my, really, Marco? I have to, I have to at least say, call him so I can say thank you. Oh, <laughs> so I had to finesse, call him and say, hey, uh. Yeah, act like you got me this. Yeah, my mom I'm about to call you and say thanks. You know what I'm saying? For the keyboard. That and how you got old are you me. at this time? This is senior year of high school. Like 17. 17, you got 18, a little yeah. Senior year in high school. Got a little, what did you do, man? I can't talk about okay. it. Okay. I mean, I the statute of limitations is probably over. Probably over, huh? Yeah. You grown now. You can't go to jail for something you did <sighs> in high school. In high school? But I but I but I gave back though. This is what I did. Oh, he stole it. <laughs> I gave it back to the organization. Uh, <laughs> organization. Oh, shit. I gave it back to the organization. Uh, he, took, he took it from the Boys and Girls Club. Nigga, you wild. He stole the church. The church, church equipment. <laughs> you stole the church's keyboard? Did you steal the church's keyboard? Definitely was not the church. But, uh, you yeah. stole it? Yeah, he stole it. Was it was an organization. It was something I'm not, because it's funny, because I was talking to somebody, and I was thinking about that. Like, wait, how did I? And I was like, oh, my God. That was the one time in my life where I got active. Oh my God. Had to have it. Had to. Mm. And um, and so I, I, I think about how sometimes in the past I've been judgy on how people get to it. Not really putting that mirror on myself and really looking at my story through a fine tooth comb. Like, mm. oh, hey, you had to do some hustling too, sir. Yeah. And I was sure. like, oh, all right, cool. I got to relax. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so you. Kind of poked the hole in the condom. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna do that throughout throughout the whole pod. Just prepare yourself. This is before. This is before. 
He gonna shank you with some wild shit. Every now and then. This is before we start getting uh, start getting moist and, 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 and slippery. But uh, so you start making your first tracks on one. on that motif. Yeah, uh, and then I got an MPC 2000 right after from a mentor MPC of mine, a guy by the name of the Sick One. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, too, because I just knew he was going to give it to me. He got a 4,000, I was just like, oh, oh The 2,000 mine. And he was like, nah, that's 1,000. And I was like, sir, please. And he's like, nah. <laughs> so that's when I started. Shout out to Q Billa, man. It's a guy, West Side Q Billa, man. He bought my first track. He bought three of them for $200, $600. I think my mama might have gave me the other four. Yeah. yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. I sold three beats for $200 to Q-Billa. And, um, man, the rest was history. Once that MPC and that motif was together in that basement, oh, we on. So, listen, before we before you go any further, mm-hmm. we have to take a shot. We got to take a shot. And this shot is to not disappointing the investors. Hmm. Mm. Your mama, your mama, my daddy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As, this is just my, my listen, my OG, Bill Haney, father of Devin Haney, world champion. This is his saying. Do not disappoint the investors. Wow. Straight up. Wow. This is why Straight we're here. Up. Wow. This Straight is up. why we're do here. Not we did not, not disappoint the investors. investors. Wow. Your mama gave you that extra foe, man. The extra foe, like I used to drive wow. my mama crazy, yo. <laughs> like I would be as an only child. I'd be in my room. I remember one time I got out the shower and I was supposed to put my clothes on and come outside to my family was in the living room. But it was like, ain't nothing stopping me from going to the NBA. And I had a little rim in my room. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I just threw my towel off. You just talked about a whole bunch of instruments and playing instruments. And now you're jumping out. hoop dreams. Hmm. Ball is life. So... And I was on my all-star team. I made all-star in elementary school. And, and so man. so at that young age, I remember that. I'll never forget that day. I came out the shower and said, no, nah, I'm going to the league. Threw my towel off <laughs> and started training butt-ass naked in my room. <laughs> <laughs> Asshole naked. I'm sitting there going the fuck off. And my cousin walked in the room. <laughs> somebody, and mid, my mid, cousin Jazz. Mid-Euro. Mid-Euro. <laughs> And I remember seeing her in like ten. Her too. Oh, yeah, my cousin Jazz, my cousin Yasmin, Yasmin. I, I remember seeing her, and I just instantly started tearing up because I knew she was gonna tell. <laughs> and I saw her, I was like, no, no, no. And she was like, you in here playing basketball at Mom, my Auntie Pearl, Marcus. My family called me Marcus. <laughs> Marcus in here playing basketball naked. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. Ah, no, please, no. Because I used to just get so distracted and then get engulfed. You know what I'm saying? I get distracted and get engulfed, bro. <laughs> Man, yeah. that's worse than Leon in Above the Rim <laughs> playing basketball without a ball. Just, you know, <laughs> bro, the only child, the, the only child life is so crazy because you're so lonely, bro. You're so lonely. You're so in your head, and it's like you create this world of just like being by yourself. You know what I'm saying? And you got your imaginary friends and the reasoning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Work, like, work, work, yeah. work. 
your imaginary friends that you were hooping with, were they naked too? Oh, <laughs> no, they were hey, hey, man! No, they weren't. No, they weren't. No, they weren't. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises, or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year? Their year. These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers, or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles. 
podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. And then so my mom would hear me doing God knows what in the room and shut it down. And that's when practice began. Cause she'd just be like, Marco, sit. When the last time you practiced piano? You ended up jumping around. And we lived in an apartment. So you had people that yeah, would call the police yeah. Yeah. and do all kind of wild shit because they heard. And then I'll, you know, pick up the piano or saxophone. And next thing you know, nigga, two, three hours will go by. And yeah. I wouldn't even really think about it. Yeah. And she was a head nurse of a dialysis unit at Loyola Hospital. And she would do her schedule. She always had to do that weekly schedule. So that was a good time for her to zone out and knock out the schedule for everybody while, you while were I rehearsing. was practicing. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then the Disney movies came out. So I always had the play-alongs to all the Disney movies. So what Steve Mackey was talking about doing the Disney movies. I was like, why can I relate? I don't right. want to have to be able to relate to this, but I remember right. the days right, 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 right. I had my horn like, dee do dee do 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 dee do dee do do And my mom used to just be like, you know what I'm saying? Them was the early years. And her favorite, well, one of her favorite musicians was Kenny G. So I'm in the in the crib. Yeah. And that was my style. Black women love Kenny G. Oh my god, they love Kenny G. Kenny G. John B. Yeah. And what's that name? Uh, uh, Michael Bolton. And Michael mm-hmm. Bolton. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Michael Bolton. Love that Michael Bolton. So when I got to FAMU, <clears throat> and there's 60 freshmen. Oh, don't leave out Michael players. McDonald. Don't oh, yeah. leave. You, we will not leave out Michael Come on. McDonald. That's a very <laughs> so. <laughs> Oh my god. His voice is so unique. He was cold. He was cold. In real life. Oh my god. In real life. You're a fan of you. Oh my goodness. So how did you get to fam you? So I was in a program called Upward Bound. And that was the college prep local program at the community college, Triton College, Mm -hmm. that was for the poor, smart kids, Mm. right? And because my mama made too much money for me to be in the program, I never got stipends. They used to get stipends every week. But my cousin, she was in the program, and she, her people, my uncle, they put in a good word, they threw me in there. It's mm-hmm. just like, you can be here, but you can't get paid. Ah, your you. mama be cooking. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we used to do college tours all around. So I've seen Duke. And I really wanted to go to Duke for a second until I got there. It was like, oh, y'all tighten the ass. I, I, I love the basketball team, but y'all look tight in the ass for what I'm looking for 
coming from St. Joe's, which yeah. was like Catholic, all boy, you know. Like, you had to turn up. I, I need it. I need yeah. to be dipped in black again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I went to black from preschool to eighth grade, and then my high school was pretty diverse. But then it's like I need black again. Yeah. And so and I know and I knew I needed music too. And they're like, well, you're talking about the best black band in the country. You're talking about fam you. Are you sure that's the best black band? Not even. Oh, yeah, not even yeah, yeah, y'all go ahead and kick that off. Not even close. Y'all go ahead and kick that off. Because even you sure when you southern look, name? They don't want no smoke. I'm just asking. No, I'm just I'm just asking. I mean, because Kendrick. The human it, human jukebox? No? I mean, they're cute. Ooh. They're cute. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? That's smoky. Hey, was it Sonic Boom or something like that? Ooh. All right. And look, they're dancer girls. Woo, pristine. Hey, but when it comes to talk to talk, sound, talk to talk. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's the Marching One Hundred. Ooh. And so y'all, who they made the movie off of? Of course. And our band would have been in the movie, but they wrote in the script that we lose and we don't lose. So fuck that movie. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Oh, yeah? yeah. Fuck that drumline. What? Not in real life, but that's how our band director felt. You know what I'm saying? We don't lose. We don't lose. Y'all so gotta change that script. So uh, they change. You're not gonna create that. Nah. 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 You're not nah. gonna tell the people that. Nah. No. Nah. No. Nah, we don't. That's, that's not the energy Mm-mm. that you're gonna put out about us. Respect. And then, then they rewrote it and made it a tie. And it was like, oh, y'all think it's a game. <laughs> and me being, I'm like, God, I want to be in the movie so bad. Like right. band director, please. Oh, right. so this is when you're in college. This is when I was in really, college. In real life. So and there were and there were a lot of players from our band that's a couple one offs that they use, like the sticks, the actual Nick Cannon hands in the band was one of our drummers at Fam. His oh, hands wow. was one of the so they're still were and then I think they ended up using Southwest DeKal, but their band director is from Fam U. You know what I'm saying? Saxophone player too. So yeah, it was it was deep. It was really deep, and that I, really was happening. You talking that's, about two thousand one? That's that audition I So band is damn near gangs. What? Yeah. And there's gangs inside of every section too. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, of course, you got the white t-shirt on. Okay. The crab, you know, and on top of being a crab, I was the weakest link out of sixty freshman saxophone players. And I'm just like, oh, so y'all didn't play football and basketball and had girlfriends. And they just played dude, instruments. Y'all just really was about that. So that's where I learned about even practicing. Like, Coach, you don't practice for I didn't even I didn't even get a scholarship the first semester. My scholarship didn't happen until the second semester. So I really had to get yeah. my shit together. Yeah. But it was a culture shock for me because I just was the man at home. But then I get to fam, and these guys is playing Flight of the Bumblebee. Where am I at? Where am I at? And I'm st- there's Nicki Minaj Anaconda does not happen without fam. Bum, bum, Where were you going too fast? Bum, you going to that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We ain't even got to that yet. Yeah, we ain't got to that. We don't want to hear about that. Come on, Take your time. We don't get there. Take your time. Stay back. Stay back. Drive slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still poor. Yeah, we still poor. We still poor. But then I was a, that was a forward flash of how that happens because mm-hmm. I learned about arrangement. I learned about blend. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I learned so much musicality, mm-hmm. just being there, being in a jazz band, being in a symphonic band. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Having a, a teacher say, yeah, you play in saxophone, but I wanted to to hit me like a French horn. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's a different mouthpiece. That's a different armature. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's the real training. I'm taking class... Piano, I'm taking voice, I'm taking brass techniques. I was a music education major 
while I was at FAM. Took four semesters of theory with Dr. Horn. So this is like damn near music rocket science, yo. Mm. And it's the best shit ever. And um, after my sophomore year, my mom gets diagnosed with cancer. Wow. After my freshman year, my mom gets diagnosed with cancer. After my sophomore year, my mom passes away from cancer. Mm. And that's when I moved back to Chicago from Tallahassee. And that was just such a crazy time because I never really wanted to go to college like that. College wasn't really my twist. Mm. I wanted to be a rock star, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or go to the league or definitely not school. But that was my mom's first and last wish. She said, Marcos, Marco, my job as a parent is done when you graduate college, Marco. And even though I won't be there with you in the physical, Marco, please. This is on her deathbed. These are last words. So I registered for Columbia College, Chicago, September 9th. And my mom passed away September 10th. And I remember reading her my schedule. And it, I, that's how I know she was like, all right, cool. He's registered for school. He's going to school. I'm out. And three years later, I'm in my uh, my counselor's office. And I'm like, I cannot believe I'm about to graduate. I can't yeah. believe it. Yeah. And she was like, yeah. And it's crazy with, you know, with this year being on Mother's Day. Your three graduation years, was on Mother's Day. Three years later? Wow. I walked wow. out the office, walked to the president's yeah. office for the first time in three years of being at Columbia. See the lady there. I say, ma'am, um, I need to speak to the president. She said, the president's booked through the summer. I said, well, you about to watch me sleep on the floor in this office until I talk to him. And she had a headset on. A Hispanic lady. I remember her taking her headset off like... <laughs> What you're not going to do is, is sleep in the office. <laughs> uh, how, how can I help you? And I told her everything. And she just so happened to be a single mother, Hispanic, overstood where I was coming from. And I said, I need to speak. I need to say something at graduation. I know I'm not the valedictorian. She cried her eyes out, asked me to leave, made some calls. To this day, I'm the only person to speak at Columbia College graduation, not be the valedictorian. I dedicated that degree to my mama. That was my you know first what? Grammy. Come on, man. Come That's on, my man. first Grammy. Oh, he's still flossing, too. Wow. That's my first Grammy. Yeah, 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 wow. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it's not a floss because I ain't never won a Grammy. <laughs> I, got, I got nine nominations. Oh, you niggas is in the same. <laughs> no, I won. Here you go. Yeah. I got nine nominations. I got nine nominations and a win. People Jennifer Hudson won. Church. Therefore, I won. You did. You did. R&B album of the year. Show me the goddamn Grammy then. I'll show you the certificate. <laughs> <laughs> I can show you my driver's license they, too. They buddy. hate on They, they hate. You want to see my birth certificate? They was hating on us. You we got to change the rule that. now though. They changed the rule now. So now R&B album can get. If you are if you are part of it, you can then get it. That should yeah. be retroactive. Should. That should be retroactive. Make the call. You know I am. Make the call. I need my hardware, baby. Retro, I could go right there next to the R&B money thing. Until then. <laughs> You don't respect it. That's what you do. Come on, Jay. What, bro? <laughs> At least you should respect it. I know. I know. <laughs> That's crazy. I went through college. I graduated. I dedicated that degree to my mama. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, now I'm making mixtapes in the basement with hood, hood. Brothers and So you graduate and now you doing street music for paper bag money. And teaching. I, look, and teaching too. Teaching, teaching what? what? So the head of my department, I brought him three contracts. One was to, I think, 
Red Zone, Red something. Might be like Tricky Them in Atlanta. Oh, it's Tricky Them, yeah. The yeah. other one was Barry Hankerson. I forget who the other one was. But I brought them all three contracts, right? And I still had that basketball mentality. Like, all right, it's time for me to go to the NBA. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he kind of saw the thirst on me a little bit and was like, Coach, don't feel like you got to run to L.A. right away. If you want to stay home and get your stuff together, you know, get your house in order, you can do that, you know, mm-hmm. and it, and if you want, you can teach here. I was like, teach what? He said, I've never had a student like you. Make up a class. Left out his office because I was like, he might take that back. He, I don't think he know what he said to me. <laughs> Left out the office. Took my favorite three syllabus from all five years of college and wrote a curriculum called Hip Hop Beat Making and then brought it to him. At Columbia University. Columbia College, Chicago. Yeah. So this Lena Waithe, this Jeremiah Kanye, yeah. is downtown. And uh, he made a couple of edits, and they offered me another class. And I, you know what? I want you to teach my other class, Producing Recorded Music 3, and I'm going to teach four. So I taught two classes, Hip Hop Beat Making and Producing Recorded Music That's 3, dope. for two wow. years. That's dope. And you're what, 21? 23. That's a bar. I'm 23. And I remember the first day of class... It was at the Rhythm Cafe. It was a, uh, a studio in Chicago where we had the class, and they hadn't opened it up yet. So the students are there. I'm there, but I'm dressed like how I was dressed last semester. And they're like, man, where the fuck the teacher at, man? How the fuck is they ain't open up the building? Bop, 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 man. This And they just going crazy. And I'm sitting there looking like. And then the guy comes, opens the door, and they were like, oh, man, what's your name? I was like, yeah, I'm the teacher. Y'all cussing my class, you're going to get an F. <laughs> you know what I'm saying and it's, and it's homework on the first day because I don't like y'all attitude this is how we walked in on their ass and every week I used to play all the beats I made all week and just punch them in the nose and they'd be like <laughs> professor you did this this week because I was man I was in so the, the beats is tough beats they is tough, tough at this point they tough so you're not bro. weak though it's not like you're a teacher and your beats is weak right the film the teacher like, beats be weak no, no need to teach your beats is weak you want us to rap over this and I, not only is the beast not weak, but I'm inviting damn near all the guests from Kanye College Dropout to clap because it's Chicago. So yeah. here come GLC and Lupe Fiasco. Here come uh, Prolific, you know, Rhyme Fest. Crazy. I'm bringing all of the guys to my class. And we had a mixtape at the end of the semester. Like it was uh, Mikey Rocks from the Cool Kids was in my first class. Yeah. So to this day, Mikey be like, Professor Cosine. Like a lot of people know me as Professor Cosine. No, no, no. He was a student. He's my first student too. Professor Cosine. Professor Cosine. Still to this day. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I think that's, that's, that's where I really put together that's the. So far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's where I got the formula. You know what I'm saying? You might been our. You might be our first professor yeah. that we've had on the show, bro. Right. All yeah. right. We've had a sir. We had a sir. You, I'll you take a mean? personal sip to that. Definitely got a sir. We had a sir and a professor. Yeah, yeah. sir Ray I mean, Park. I'm a doctor. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Church. So, a doctor you know. of music. Oh, you got the honorary? Honorary doctorate. Doctorate. Church. From where? Harvest. Harvest. Okay. Hey. Out of Dallas. I'm sipping one more time. Listen, man. You, you just I'm sipping sip. one more time. To the yeah, doctor. To, 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 to the well schooled. Church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just us in the street, nigga. and you know what? 
Yeah, I, feel, I feel safe around you, brother. Dog. What you doing? I do feel you, safe you've around you. You've been with me. You know what I'm saying? You've been with me. You, you they all his cousins. Hey, you know what I mean? You touched man. the soil. Man. You touched the soil, man. man. You, you know, you've been in the streets with me, man. Man, now that's <laughs> crazy. That's crazy. So, you're the professor with the fire beats, completely tapped in, completely immersed in the Chicago culture, music culture. Mm-hmm. What is the break? Where does the break happen? Because mm-hmm. from everything you've just said, like, you're ready. You're ready for the big leagues. You're ready for the NBA. When does someone recognize your potential in, in draft? Uh, I'm moderating a panel at school, right? And so we have guest speakers that come in and talk to the students. One of those guest speakers was a guy by the name of CL, and he had a DJ pool called DigiWax. Digiwax, mm-hmm. wow. And so on the panel, he was talking that shit. I'm like, afterward, I went up to him like, yo, you was talking that shit, man. How long you in town? He's like, I'm just here for the night, man. And I'm like, well, it's cool. I, I want to take you to the west side, get you some Uncle Remus chicken. I don't know if you had Uncle Remus, but that mild sauce is crazy. I know we know him for Harold's, but as a west sider, Uncle Remus, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then my studio was on Sacramento. Drove him to Uncle Remus, drove him to the studio, played him some beats. He said, all right, cool. So on that panel, I know I said I got DigiWax, but I'm actually partners with Mims. And he's coming off of This Is Why I'm Hot, which is a global smash. 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 And we don't need the big producers that the labels are introducing us to. We need just something different. I'm not looking for the name. I just want a different sound. And your shit is different. And so I'm going to fly you to Atlanta to work with Mims. I'm like, oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? So the next day, my homie comes to the studio and say, you ain't the hottest producer in Chicago, bro. It's another nigga that got you. And I said. The next day? Next day. One of my homies just. I said, all right, okay. Well, play me the beat that says that he's nicer than me. He played the beat. And the light bulb went off on my head. I said, oh, he liked the beat because it's a hook on it. And I don't put hooks on my beats. I just be make, I'm a beat maker. Mm-hmm. I said, look, that beat that you love, put that on my on my desktop in the studio. And tomorrow I'm going to come in here and make that beat daddy. Okay? Because you got me fucked up. Came in the next day, <laughs> made the beat daddy, but then set a hook on there. Move if you want to, if you want to, if you want to move, move if you want. Just put something there. Yeah. The Mims record. Sent that to Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. Jumped right on it. That's my first gold. It's my first gold record. Wow. It's my first 75%. Just being competitive. Just being competitive. Yeah, don't don't come here and tell me I'm not the nicest in this. Are you you dumb? Are you stupid or are you dumb? Are you stupid or are you dumb? Yeah. I was so offended. Yeah. I took a Jordan and that Netflix. I took offense to that. You took it personally. I took offense to that. Don't say that, bro. Yeah. And went crazy, bro. And then I ended up executive producing the album. I didn't know that. I had like seven records on there. I knew that. Wow. I'm going to tell you how I knew it. I'm going I'm, to tell you how I knew it. Another pass on, shout out to Latoya Lucky. <laughs> I produced a song with Latoya and Mims called Love Roller Coaster. Yeah. Actually, you didn't. Well, you, I did, didn't. you did, but you didn't. Why didn't? Because I did her vocals. <laughs> on that song. <laughs> no, and this is how I find out who the interns are. Because, listen, Latoya, I love you. She wasn't going in the studio with some new guy she had never heard of. Got it. And this is when we're doing Regret, 
Okay. And yep. What that was good to me. Good to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the same exact time. She's on Capitol at the time mm-hmm. and Mims as well. And I remember, was it was was the Darius? Darius. Darius was the Darius. And I remember he came in there and he like, Toya, we need you on this Mims record and blah, 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 blah. And I need you to go in with the producers who did it. Their name's the interns. And she's like, oh yeah? <laughs> And I'm literally a fly on the wall, like, cause we're doing we're doing her album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she like, I do if Jay if Jay do my vocals. I'm like, what? <laughs> I get dragged to do this. I get dragged to do this. It's not my song. That's I don't know crazy. them niggas. I don't know why I feel like I remember that. Yeah, somehow you didn't have to do it. Yeah, I, I mean, ended up having yeah, to do yeah. it. You know, Tank is on tour or something. Right, right. You know what I mean? Tank, Tank, we already did our work and Tank's gone. What? And I ended up cutting the vocals. That's, that's crazy. crazy. So that's how that's I knew dope. who yeah. the interns were. I don't think yeah. I got credit for that neither. You want to give me some? Uh... That's Latoya. Latoya should have gave you. She should have gave you that out of she her piece. She can't give me credit. She should have gave you some pub out of her piece. <laughs> <That's laughs> she should have gave you a five. Hey, at love least. man, listen, man. Some things, we, some things we do for the culture, man. <laughs> That's great. This is how I find out who these guys are, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was enough pipeline to um, do a, a publishing deal with Sony ATV. Mm-hmm. And um, Vincent Herbert had signed an artist from Chicago by the name of Feeve, him and uh, Barry Hankerson. Mm-hmm. And um, it's crazy when I say Barry Hankerson to you because it's like he was in the trenches too. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. So, uh, shout out to Barry Hankerson. 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 He said, so I heard the track stars want to sign you. But I don't understand, why would you want to sign to some niggas that signed to me? Why wouldn't you just want to come home? Why wouldn't you just come home? I said, all right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How old are you at this time? You 22? 23. You know what I'm saying? Like, wait, what? And No, no, this after me. So maybe I'm like 25 now. <clears throat> and uh, I remember him playing, playing him some beats. And and some songs, and he was listening. And he was like, "You real talented, man. It's just your beats a little light in the ass." And when I tell you, my, one of my ribs cracked when he said that. You know, I don't like what people say. <laughs> you don't like nothing. You, you don't tell, like none of that. I don't like that. He said your beats a little light in the ass, but don't worry, don't worry. I get you with Tim. I get you with Tim, man, and get that together. But that was the beginning of me formulating the disrespectful 808. Because you're not going to tell me my beats is light in the ass, man. That shit used to haunt me. We heavy night. from now on. Huh? Heavy from now on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 You took everything personally. I what? love it. Love it. He said, <laughs> I love it's it. a little light in the ass. Fuck. He told me I wasn't a producer. See, you're, 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 songwriter. You're, you're a good songwriter. You're an amazing vocalist. You're an amazing singer. You're a good songwriter, but you're, you're not a producer. So we're going to get this Maybe I Deserve produced the right way. I just watched you at Love Records in full tank, tanky production mode. Yeah. I don't know if you realized how much you was in your bag last week. I wasn't even. Bro, that was a joke. Until you said it, and then Stacy called me. Stacy Barth called me and was like, 
I mean, like, he said the same thing you said. You were just... Quarterback. Is, is chaos. It was you, absolute chaos. You saw that there was a leader that needed to be... Somebody needed to lead. Period. And how you led that set. You got Lucky Day. You know what I'm saying? Camper. Camper. Tim Kelly. It was it was a zoo in the room. It was a zoo. It was a zoo in the room. And, and I was like, nah, nah, I got to... And the orchestration. And then because... People have so much respect for you, the way everybody just kind of fell in line, bro. I just thought it was some real general shit, dog. And I grew as a producer. When you hit day. me the next day, I was like, huh? I, I didn't grew. I didn't, because I didn't. You in it. You minding your business and your natural habitat, living life. But it's like Barry Hankerson telling me I'm not a producer. That's crazy. I took that personally. <laughs> yeah. Started and I, producing And I went shit. on a beat camp. Yeah, <laughs> hey, bro. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you did. And the song he told me, that wasn't good for production. Because that production stayed. Yeah. And it ended up being the the song that the was the, the foundation here. of my career. Yeah. So shout out shout, listen, shout out to Barry Hankinson for applying the pressure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Applying the pressure. Absolutely. Cause if you don't have somebody, because all he's doing is telling his truth, right? If you don't have somebody that you know the one of my favorite proverbs, iron sharpens iron. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You don't got somebody, and that's why I feel like Jay is a cheat code, you know what I'm saying, for you, because <laughs> Jay gonna talk that shit mm -hmm. and goddamn try to tear you down. Then he go without I'm not love. trying to without tear love, you down, man. But the words would be like, the, I gotta get, the, I gotta get my shit together. You gotta have tough skin. You have leather. You gotta be crocodile. You gotta have tough <laughs> alligator skin. That's a lot. To, <laughs> You gotta have Detroit Gator skin <laughs> to deal I, with Jay Fallon. I love it though. I love it. It's perfect. But but I'm I'm a product. You're a product. You're a product of tough teachings. Yep. Yeah. Everything was tough love for me. Yep. Nothing was nothing was cuddling and coddling and no. and and oh this is because I love you. None none of that. Nah. Straight up. None of it. That In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy, and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is gonna make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. 
AT&T. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The interns formed in college. Okay. Right? So now uh, I'm alone. You know what I'm saying? I have a three-bedroom home, two-bathroom, couple cars. My mom really set me up while she was here. And even after she was here, my mom set me up, bro. Wow. And I paid off the house. I paid for my tuition. And I put a studio in my basement. And I changed my major to music business with mm-hmm. a concentration in production. And in this arts of entrepreneurship class, I incorporated this company to interns because I met an A&R through a guy by the name of Kevin Shine, an A&R in the city name too, to, mm. to Clark. And shout my brother, man, because he was the one that was like, nah, we don't, we're not going to sign to Barry Hankerson. No, nah, that's, that's not the play. 
The play is, let's build it from scratch on our own out the mud. I've always had an idea for the interns. And I just thought that name was perfect, especially being in college. Like, hell yeah. Yeah. And so the, I did a business plan on that company in college where we said we were going to produce, manage, and market. And so two was the manager. I was the producer. And then we shared the marketing we used to throw parties and shit like that in Chicago. We shared that together. Mm-hmm. And um, after Mims, after we moved to L.A. I in one of y'all L.A. parties. I, I left early. I got up out of there. It's a good time. Chicago niggas wild, bro. Hey, bro. Chicago niggas wild, bro. It's a good time. First day, they do that <laughs> rain dance. They do the rain dance. Chill. I think it's called like. Footworking. Yes. Yeah, footwork. Why is yeah. he calling footworking a rain dance? Jay is a monster. Because it's. No, you know what? It has a rain dance. See? Doo-doo. See? Doo, 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 doo. And you got to... And if you really footworking, somebody is, has to do this to you. This is when you go <laughs> hyper mode. When you dancing and you footworking, do, do, do. Bang, 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 ski, ski. And you feel somebody do this. Then you go fast. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, get me. Get me. <laughs> you got me. Oh. <laughs> get me. <laughs> you feel that happen? Somebody grab your shirt. <laughs> to the party. <laughs> do, do. Yeah, oh man. So, so y'all throwing parties, y'all producing, parties. and y'all managing some people too. Yeah, two started managing Feeb. That, that okay. was the artist I was signed to Barry. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay. You know what I mean? And um, we uh, we were doing sessions out here. Like as soon as we get to Sony, they start putting us on the blind date. Uh, but y'all living in Chicago still? No, we moved in uh, 09. No. So after Mims happened, that's it. We that got up it. out of there. Yeah. yeah. Moved to Woodland Hills. Yeah. Um, I moved family in my mama house so that I could just come home and kind of, you know, go back and forth. And um, I remember one of our first sessions. Not our first session was with the Jackie Boys. Shout and, out to the Jackie um, Boys, too. Shout Jackie out to and the Jackie Boys. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. And um, they was like, uh, it was a, at a session with us. And they had to leave early because they had to go work with Sean Kingston. And they was burnt out. They're like, yo, we've been on the Sean Kingston album. I have no more ideas. Coast, please come with us to the session. And I was like, why y'all want me? You know what I'm saying? You got Benny Blanco as the producer. You know what I'm saying? I'm a producer. And they're like, no, you're a writer, Coast. And even if you don't feel like writing, at least just come and talk yeah. shit so we can at least have fun. Yeah. Yeah. We just want to have fun. Yeah. So I go there. They pull up the song. And it's like, it's almost like a little, you know, Sean Kingston kind of had like a little Caribbean twang to yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. So I'm just making making jokes like she's indecisive look in my eyes girl come a bit closer i'm like just like doing wild shit just cracking jokes that the jokes turned into sean kingston featuring justin bieber eeny meeny <laughs> shawty is a eeny meeny miny mo lover shawty is a eeny me yo wait nigga you that's my that? that's my first I co-wrote it with the jackie boys no, that's no shit way. it's my first multi-platinum Plaque. Yeah. Wow. By 2010. By accident. By accident. Just by the homie saying, come and crack jokes. Come crack jokes with us. Nigga, the song is called Any Meeny. So, I mean, I, I get it. I get it. It's fun. It's definitely you. <laughs> I said, it she's is. indecisive. <laughs> <laughs> this shit. You know what I'm saying? This shit. Yeah. Yo. So, I remember thinking that I was supposed to be cool now, like on a whole nother level. Because I got Mims. I got Justin Bieber. I got a gold plaque. I got a platinum plaque. I should be the nigga out here. I wasn't. 
I know I've gotten you into the club. I was struggling <laughs> to get in the club. I'm, <laughs> I'm still struggling. Coach, coach, hurry up. Coach, we're about to walk in. Struggling. Okay? okay? Coach fixing his jacket and shirt and shit. Still trying to get across the street. Coach, hurry up. You're not going to get in, Coach. Because you're not going to get in, Coach. If you're once trying we, to get in. Once we in, once it's we over. In. It's done. You're, you're finished. You're done. So, like, it was like trying to get over the hump of why don't y'all let me in the club off my face car? Why is it not? Why is this not enough? Because it's a hundred niggas with them placements, man. <laughs> it's just the truth. Yeah. So, at the time, my manager was Troy Carter. And he had Lady Gaga signed. So, I'm like... All right, that's it, man. I'm finna get on this Gaga album. It's a layup. And I started making unst, beats, right? We, I, all right, I do. I, I call them glow stick music. There you go, glow stick music. I started, yeah. unst, unst. I started trying to, because it's like. On the floor, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get in there. Yeah, Tank says four on the floor, because he, you know, he's a musician. Yeah, right, right. You know what I mean? Glow stick. It's glow stick where I'm from. Like, when you hear that, you think niggas is coming out of nowhere with glow stick. All right, it's time for me to leave. <laughs> <laughs> He tried to leave me on my birthday. Vegas, <laughs> Vegas after hour music. I took him. I took him. It was a bunch of us. We went. It was. We left Diddy's house and went to this club, and it was four on the floor, and it was jumping because it's mm. New Year's. It was, mm -hmm. You know, New Year's pad, and and they sitting there. I'm having the time of my life. First of all, I'm a little high too. Right? And these niggas are sitting there looking like this, and I'm like, "What's going on? Why are you so sad? Why are you so sad, Jay? <laughs> Jay, why aren't you partying? Jay. I wasn't sad. I was <laughs> mad. Jay. Right." Go with me, Jay. Come on. Gee, why aren't you partying, Jay? It's good. Hey. And I was sitting just like this. He was sitting just like that. <laughs> I just love. I just this love. nigga out of his mind. I just love. <laughs> so, I never got on the Lady Gaga album. I never even got in the studio with Lady Gaga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I never even got in the studio with Lady Did Gaga. Did you meet her? I met her. Took some pictures. All the little cool shit that don't do they nothing don't to your bank account. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Speak on it. And so, Katie Welly. At Sony shout ATV. out to Katie mm. Welly. Katie she Welly. Shout out a couple times on this podcast. Because Katie Welly is the reason why Can't Let It Show. Katie has something to do with Can't Let It Show? Because of the sample. Sample. Helping us get to Kate Bush. Katie Welly, <laughs> Big John. Yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went on, yeah. we went on a mad dash. Yeah. Katie Welly that, was instrumental. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's Katie Welly had. One of the most uncomfortable conversations of her life, because I saw her struggling, trying to tell me what she wanted to tell me. Mm. She was like, "Cosine, it's when we signed you guys, we were hoping that we would get some of that like Chicago ghetto bounce, like the boom, like the eight. Like I was like, you want some, you want the shit, shit, huh? You want the boom, Katie? And you, want some, like, you want some nigga shit." You want she couldn't say that though. She couldn't. Yeah, she couldn't say it. Yeah, it's Can't. tough when you got to make white people talk like that. This yeah. is not. It's yeah, but she fault. was. She was trying it's, to. It's your, your fault. fault. It's your fault <laughs> for not giving her what she signed you for. I wasn't. I was not. I was not. She had our logo in her office. Wow. Oh yeah, she was rocking. She and I was her. just. She mentioned us in her thirty for thirty under Billboard. That touched me. I was like, Yo, we just met you. You ain't had to drop our name in yeah, Billboard she like that. I was dope. That was a big look for us. For her to. For her to. Uh, drop our drop our names in her article, and so she was like, just trying to express like, I want the old you back. I don't want the Lady Gaga chaser. Hmm. And mm. after wow. it's very bro, wow. that is clutch. very clutch wow. in this clutch, shit, bro. Clutch. That's clutch. When you clutch. can tell a motherfucker like, stop chasing that lotto wow. ticket right there, yes. because a lot of times in this business, we choose our business partnerships 
by who people work with or for, mm-hmm. thinking they're going to get us in those rooms or put us in. And it's like, that's not your path. That's not even what you do. Mm-hmm. Why are you chasing? Like, Man, I've watched so many, um, you know, being politically correct, as I am never, um, right, right. urban artists. Right, right. Urbanist nigga. Go get <laughs> white management. There you go. The fuck are you doing? Hmm. Fuck are you doing? Hmm. Get with the people who understand what you do and know, be great. Know where to take it. And be great. Relax. Relax. You're not getting on those projects and you're not getting in those rooms. And if you get in that room, in that room it's going to be, what you call it earlier? The photo op and other shit. That's not going to touch your bank account. That does not touch your bank account. Hmm. Straight up. Hmm. So man, big shout out to, to Katie for this conversation of like get I back love to her you. For that. Get back That's to you. That's amazing. Yeah. After she says get back to you, one of my partners from Chicago, Dilla Man. You know what I'm saying? He worked with Dirk, mm-hmm. OTF. You know what I'm saying? He was he was a uh, role managing Big Sean, and he introduced me to him. And I remember playing him some beats. And this is before I started smoking weed because I used to be allergic. That's a whole nother story. You hold on, hold on, hold on. I so, want to touch that before we'll you get stay to in Big it. Sean. We'll stay how, in how, it. how you were allergic to weed? So I used you to were be a, past tense. Yeah, I'm trying to figure this out. I used to be allergic to weed. In in what way? Like what was your reaction? I mean, like, like hitch. Like as soon as I tap it, my whole face would swell up. Oh, in real life. In real life. Oh, and shit. so that was, I remember in high school I gave it a try. And my mama being like, because I wasn't allergic to anything. You know what I'm saying? And my mama being like, Marco. And I was like, Ma, I went to Long John Silver's. It's the, <laughs> it's the fish at Long John Silver's. You know what I'm saying? She's like, Marco, you have to stay away from that. I've never taken you there. Why are you? You know what I'm saying? I've never taken you there. <laughs> taking you there. Whole time, it's the weed. And it wasn't until I broke up with my first baby mama that I was on some real depressed shit. And I also was working with James Fauntleroy a lot. So uh, between he, the depression, he gonna, he gonna smoke. between the depression and the curiosity, yeah, follower, and he gonna make it look fun too. I just stayed in the house and built up a tolerance. Like my face would be swole, and I just fought through it. I fought through hey, it bro. until my body, you, it's gonna either kill me. <laughs> until my body was like, all right, we got it, we got it. It's like the kid who eats dirt. You really what that is? You, like your my body becomes immune was to swole. it. Hey, man. It was a lot of shit happening to my body. You are Wow. And I just was like, we can get through this. I got it. <laughs> this nigga conditioned himself to smoke weed. Fought we through can it. get through this. No. Fought through you it. like the Chronicles of Riddick. No, bro. You are wild. Yeah, yeah. That's, Fought through that's it. insane. Um, so you meet Big Sean. So I meet Big Sean. He hitting the weed. And he stopped and said, am I high or are these beats really good? I took offense to that. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause I, didn't, I didn't even know what the fuck that even means. Like, what do you mean? Are you high? And I remember leaving. I was I was with my homie Aaron Michael Cox, R.I.P. My my younger brother, and um, I Dilla was like, "Yo, look, man, uh, you know, calm down. I'm gonna have him come by your studio." Came by the studio, and I was working on the track. The first track that I was working on was a little light, little light in the ass, like what Barry was saying. And then um, he kind of stopped the session and was like, "All right, well, hold on. If I got a beat in my head, though." I got an idea in my mind. Can you make something to something I have? I'm like, yeah, go for it. Like, what you got? That man said, 
Stop. Now make that motherfucker hammer time. And in the moment, I was like, yo, that is. I started clapping. I remember myself clapping like, so poetic. You know what I'm saying? I went to the keyboard like, Ooh, hey. You know what I'm saying? Pickle, we there with you. We with you. Then I thought about him saying, make that motherfucker hammer time. I said, oh. Well, let me get that goddamn that MC hammer. hammer. Let me download. Yeah, 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 yeah. Grab Shout this out one. to the Bay Area. Shout yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember in Hammer Time when he said, "Now break it down now." I remember that yeah. it was a time where the record went somewhere else because he said, "Now break it down now." Yeah, yeah. So when he said, "Make that motherfucker Hammer right. Time," very James Brown esque. Yeah. I had to go to that piece of the sample when he said, "Break it down now," and it's yeah. Drop that bitch right there. My 808 that said, Mr. Barry Hankerson, you don't know me. <laughs> Katie, <laughs> Katie, this for you, baby. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And now, man, we now we now we double platinum. Oh my God. Now we in the club and you we finally feeling what we want to yeah. feel. You in the club, nigga. I felt, like, I felt the... like I made it with you. I, I said, when you had that, I was like, oh, my young nigga did that. Oh. And motherfucker would come on, nigga, at Greystone. Ass, ass. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was going yeah. crazy. Ooh. Yeah. That was that that gave me the yeah. feeling I was yeah. I was man I was looking for that feeling. And then Nikki jumped on the remix and said in the islands of Waikiki. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, we go again. We go again more. We're going up again." Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And this was like the beginning of the fucking the 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 run, bro. This was the beginning of like those guys got it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So give us a rundown of of that, and then what that what that turns into. What are, what are the, what are the records that come after that? Like how does how this plays out when you get those phone calls now that are like, I need that because that is a that's a very real thing in this industry. Mm -hmm. They they don't want variety. They want that. They want what's proven. Mm -hmm. And you and two. Found a space, this proven space for the interns where y'all niggas cooked and made a lot of money Bro. and had a lot of success. So after ass, give us. Yeah, I mean, that, that was it. It was just like, one, it was like all of the political, the fight that we was trying to get just literally scooted to the side. Like mm -hmm. it, it turned into, I didn't even care who I was working with every day. I knew somebody popping was going to be at the studio. And I knew he was gonna deliver. Yeah. I looked at my ASCAP uh the other day and it's 317 joints in there. 370. My goal is 600. So I'm halfway home. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of the beef was in this era. So after that, I remember having a meeting with uh Karen Kwok, dropping off some beats to Karen Kwok. Mm -hmm. She gave those beats to uh, a good friend of hers by the name of The Dream. The Dream was on tour with Rihanna and going through beats, wrote her a song, the last song of her album. He wrote a song called Cake, 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 Cake. 
and Smash. he wrote that shit out of that song. I remember when I made that beat because I, I originally made that beat for Christina Aguilera and Eric Bellinger wrote the song. It's a mm-hmm. song called Merry Go Round. And in typical like industry fashion, you do a record that you love and they don't pay for it. It never comes out. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, you know what, man? I'm about to start moving these beats around. If you don't pay me for the beat, I'm giving it to somebody else. Yeah. That somebody else was Rihanna. And that's a, that's a good somebody. <laughs> Bruh. My God. I remember when we first got the news that the song was going on the album, they told us it was an interlude. And me and two almost got into a fist fight because I was so mad that we finally won the Rihanna sweepstakes. And they mm-hmm. were talking about we weren't going to get publishing because it was just an interlude and, you know, we will pay your fee. But, and I'm just like, Oh man, like this is this is one of these is it. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? I just yeah. one. And I remember two being like, bro, you gotta relax, man. This is the best song on the album, dog. This shit gonna go like chill. Like he knew. Chill. He knew. Two knew the whole knew. time. He was like, chill. And I'm like, no, fuck that, man. Fuck, I'm sick of this. You know what I'm saying? I'm sitting there in full. And so you was you was like Little Trey when when Doughboy got Why shot. Why you be in my head like that? Why are you? I'm just getting <laughs> ready to was, say. He was punching say, the air. Say the joke before <laughs> me. I'm trying to get to the what? joke. <laughs> what are you talking about? Swinging, trying to knock the air out. Because <laughs> 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 I was, I was, I was we both down. know Coast so well. Like, listen, guys, Coast is Coast is the nicest guy ever. He doesn't want to fight. He doesn't want to do those things. Right. So to get him to that point, man, to really make him mad, to be. Uh, Injustice. And I only he, get mad if it's injustice. And then injustice. he's still going to just punch the air. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. That's, that's it. it. That's it. That's it. So I'm swinging, trying to knock the air out. You know what I'm saying? To like, trying to calm me down. And then like, a few weeks later, I'm in Greystone. And I hear the DJ say like, we got Rihanna in the building, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yo, I'm on this lady album. She got me as an interlude. I ain't never even met this lady. Mm-hmm. And I saw Chris Anacute. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, and a kute. I'm yeah. like, Chris, man, I just heard the DJ say Rihanna was here. I produced birthday cake and I never even met her. Yeah. He's like, oh, you ain't never met Rihanna? Oh, come on, man. Walks me over there to the section, bro. See Riri. He says, Rihanna, this is co-sign from the interns. They did they did birthday cake for you. He said, Oh my God, you did, you did, I love that song. Dived into my arms. I seen the pictures flashing. I envisioned myself on media takeout as her new boyfriend. <laughs> I knew they was gonna write. Who is the mystery man with Rihanna? So I'm I'm actually holding on to the hug a little longer oh, yeah. so that I can have this moment of I'm her new nigga. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, and we happy. Yeah, and, we, sure. and we happy. <laughs> and we happy. <laughs> it's, and we happy. It's funny because the, the media takeout article that I ended up getting was with Angela Simmons and they name they put somebody else's name on top of my. They didn't even put my name. It was like a basketball player. It was like Angela and such and such. And it's like, guys, you're supposed to do this for Rihanna, man, and actually use my name. But anyway, she said, I have an idea though. I have an idea. I think I'm gonna put Chris Brown on the remix. So I want you to come by. Cause my fans are asking for the the Rihanna Navy wants the whole song. I'm just like, Back to y'all for to get back together for this. So I'm not your boyfriend. 
<laughs> so, so I'm not your boyfriend, but I'm gonna call the people from media take out and make sure they don't write this up. Because I know, because she can get wild. <laughs> and yeah, she called Chris, and that remix came out and went to number one. And when I tell you, I had never got a performance check. Mm, different. It's different. Mm-hmm. The performance when it's on radio. Yeah, when the song performs. When the song performs. Yeah, yeah every song does when, not perform. Every song don't dance for you. Yeah. Every song don't dance for you. Bruh. Now watch this though. It's crazy because to this day, that version of the song is not available in iTunes or Spotify. Mm-hmm. And it's never been sold. Mm-hmm. So I've had this conversation with Dream a few times. Like, bro, like, how much money didn't we get? Because we never sold and, and people can't stream it. He was like, it ain't nothing crazy. Cause like four or six million, nothing, nothing crazy though. That's what he said to you? Because he's too rich. Yeah. There's that. <laughs> he's too rich. There's that. He's too rich to understand. Nothing crazy. Uh, just four to six million. No, he understands. He's too rich to understand where I'm No, 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 no. From. He understands. He understands. It's a floss. He flossed you. Yeah. Listen, I respect it. I said, sir. He just slapped you upside your head. It's nothing crazy though. Four or six million. Like, you acting like, you acting like, but there, yeah, there was a, there was a, there was a different thing that that went along with that record. So I, I get it, yeah. I get it. But I will say that, that record couldn't come out. I will say that if at any point it was for the streets, because this year is the ten year anniversary of Talk That Talk of that album. It's wow. the ten year anniversary this year, twenty twenty two. She ever puts that version up and stream it? I'm tell my wife to pack her shit. We moving, we're moving that day. It's out of here. Sign upgrade. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy, and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises, or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers, 
or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah Yeah Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and sociopolitical factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. Any point you want to put that song up in streamings? Streamings? On the streamings? <laughs> on the streamings? Streamings. For the fans to listen to Chris Brown and Rihanna, uh, my family would greatly appreciate it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The Palacioses would love that. Wow. So, yes, yeah, so that's 2012. Okay. 2013 is, an, I, can't, I can't believe I really did get offended. All my songs come from offense. So, Anthony Soleil comes to the studio. He was partners with Troy Carter. And managing Nas, still manages Nas to this day. And he said, he came by to just kind of figure out, all right, well, you know, what's next for the interns? Like, what y'all, what y'all working on? And I'm like, bro, like, you our manager, bro. Like, throw something off the glass. You know what I'm saying? What you got? And he was like, it's crazy because I was just about to call Hit Boy and send him these Nas vocals, man. I'm just like looking at two, like, who bands is this, bro? <laughs> Who mans is this? Because he in our studio. <laughs> about our, to send somebody else. He's our co-manager. He boy just, he fresh off niggas in Paris. Signed he's, to Kanye. He's, he's fine. She's uh, fine. My Chicago hero. Bruh. <laughs> and so he's like, oh, you know what? My bad, man. I'm going to send you the files, Coast. I got, but it's, it's not that much, though. It's just a vocal from Nas, a bass line from Salam Remy, and a sample 
that Heavy D gave us, the late Heavy D, RIP, and mm -hmm. salute to the legend. Absolutely. So he gave me that Pro Tools session with those three uh, sounds in there. And I remember talking to Fab about it. Like, man, you know what he said he was going to do? And she said, Coast, but it's Nas, though, right? And you know your beats are kind of shiny. Mm. You've, been, you've been offended twice. And this is the third time. And just in on one song. One song. Yeah, one, <laughs> on yeah, one yeah, song. On one song, he was offended. Yeah. 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 I said, hmm. <laughs> I went through my hard drive to find the filthiest, <laughs> dirtiest, Fuck nigga, put up the shit. What? <laughs> Give me the dirtiest snare. What is the dirtiest snare that I own? I'm going through the hard drive, and that's how Nas the Don comes about. New Yorkers and the Mazus Nas the Don, Nas the Don. Man, if she doesn't give me that, your beats is shiny pep talk. And I remember sending the beat to Anthony Soleil and recording him the first time he heard it, and he was just like shit you know what I mean that I remember being in the studio with Nas right like now we building doing other records and I remember this man I remember him being the coolest man I had ever met yo because I'm funny bro and I'm cracking jokes and people are laughing but Nas would be like <laughs> hilarious and that was him <laughs> that was it that was him laughing <laughs> That's how he laughed at me. He laughed cool. Hilarious. <laughs> you got the little, little, little scratchy little hilarious. I'm just like, get back to the beat. Get back to the beat. And then uh, 2014, um, Astrid was on our management team, Astrid, and she called and said, Nikki, want to? Want to work with y'all? And we got up with Nikki, and Nikki was like, "I need a song that makes my dancers feel like how they felt when Ass came out." Because I remember being on tour and I remember just watching them going crazy. I need, I need one of those. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I need my own ass. Hmm. I'm like, I got you, Nikki. And so she had a verse and this sample idea, um, the boom, 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 boom from Polo, Polo the Don. And so she was like, I have this idea that I like, and I like it a lot, but I know you can make me love it. Hmm. I was like, all right. So we got in the room. First thing we did was listen to the whole Sir Mix-A-Lot sample. Just listen to the whole song. Just vibe to the song for a yeah. second. When he got to that part where he was like, my anaconda don't want none of it. He was like, that's how you need to start the shit. If, you're gonna do, if I'm you and I'm making the beat, I'm starting with that. I said, nigga, you say less to me. Yeah. You say yeah. less to me. Shut your mouth when you're talking to me. Oh, you shut your yeah. mouth while you talk to yeah. me. Yeah. My yeah. anaconda, boom. My anaconda, boom. And that's what I was saying as far as fam, you, boom, boom, boom. Like the arrangement of the, that, it was like an opportunity for me to do this track and then pay homage. And then put the school bell. Usually I just put the school bell at the beginning. I'm putting the school bell every time that break happens. I'm yeah. a over a school bell this motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so people know. You know what I'm saying? That this is me. You yeah. know what I mean? Because even on the Nas the Don song, I feel like Jason Joshua turned my bell down in the mix. And it was like in the, the second verse area. It's like, you turning my bell down. So uh, shout out to Jason Joshua because that's, man, that's who mixed ass in the gang of my records, yeah. man. Mm -hmm. Jason Joshua got it. But he turned your bell down. He turned my bell down on the Nas song. I don't know why he did that. 
turning probably people's, it was too shiny. It was, it was too shiny. Bills it was too sh- no, no, it was too shiny for Look, the for the for Nas. Nas. Probably too shiny for Nas. But yeah. It happens. Stop turning people's Jason bills knows. Down. He knows. He, he he took the lead on it. Yeah. Oh no, he'll take the lead. He took the lead. Yeah, he got yeah. He took the lead on one of our songs. Remember Keep It One Hundred? And we walked in the studio, and he starts playing Keep It 100. And I'm like, as soon as it starts, I'm like, what the f- <laughs> I, I make this face, right? And he says, ah, wait for it. Wait on it. Nigga. He said, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Do it again. He built that suspense. Start it over. He built that suspense for you. And you know when Jason's right, he's going to make sure you know that he's right. He's yes, gonna make sure yes. you know a hundred times over. Yes. You guys gotta fuck with me. You fuck with me and fuck with me only. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. that shit. I was like, you are amazing. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Jason, Jason, will hit you with a little bit of light co-production on your mix. No, it's not light. It's not light. It's not light. No, Jason's definitely producing niggas' records. Right. right. No, absolutely. Yeah. Listen, when we send him, can't let it show, and. Can't Let It Show is done. I'm like, just do what you do. Get the mix. I got Can't Let It Show back with a snare on the hook. I was like, did you put a snare on the hook? <laughs> he said, absolutely. Ah, you needed it. I said, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Thanks, Thank man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. Yo, Jason called me before... He makes ass and was like, what you want the bass to sound like? I was like, I want it to sound like a distorted bass guitar. The rumble on that motherfucker that he put on that bitch, okay. bro. God. So, um, so yeah, we started Anaconda off with that. My Anaconda. So that's how I even got the name. It wasn't called Anaconda. Okay. It was called Anaconda after, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. the intro happened. And um, I just remember that song like going to the moon like that was the most intentional hit yeah. that i had, had where it was just like okay nikki this i know that this, I, i'm recognizing in the times that this is about to be a lot things are yeah. going to be different after this mm-hmm. bro i had another proud moment for you off of that. we're in seattle mm-hmm. jamal crawford's wedding mm-hmm. tanks performing and who's there who else is going to perform seattle's own sir mix a lot and I'm like, yo, wow. my guys. Right. My guys did that record. Man. He got a lot and more I had money. It. No, for, <laughs> for sure. that. Yeah, he yeah, just yeah, got yeah. a whole No, you. y'all owed it to him. He, 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 he took a lot of that pub. I too. mean, it's, <laughs> it's, you start the song off with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, said, oh, yeah, thank yeah. you. Then you yeah, name yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, it was a really <laughs> proud moment being able to just be like, man, them is, them is my guys that, that yeah, did that right. Yeah. And he, he was like, man, that, I love it. Man, that was a moment. Then next year, we're nominated for. The rap song of the year, bro. And, you know, to me, that's the coolest award, man. The rap song of the year. Like, shit, man. And I remember being so hyped and then, like, lying to myself saying, I don't care about if we win or lose. I'm already a winner. And then we lost. And I went to a deep depression to move back to Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> we lost. I fucked up the bag. And we're back to my auntie's house, and I just see myself right now in the backyard crying. Oh, I'm in the backyard crying because I know that as many times as people have been like, your mother must be so proud. In that moment, mm-hmm. she was not proud. You fucked up the bag? I fucked up the bag. I was out here wilding, having way too much fun. 
indulging in things that don't happen in my local neighborhood where I'm from. And the oh. Hollywood sauce had gotten to my bloodstream, bro. I needed a real timeout. You put yourself on timeout. Nah, I fought it. But when you ain't got the rent. No, I'm asking, no, I'm just asking yeah. for, no, I didn't. I wasn't for the viewers. I wasn't strong enough. Nah, yeah. I didn't. Who, how, how did timeout happen for you? Because I can tell you how timeout happened for me. Fa- family members flew in town. Wow. Two just paid to put my whole house in storage. And they was just like, come on, come on, buddy. Full intervention. Come on, let's go. And look, it was wild because what I didn't realize was people didn't understand what I was going through. But I was having a moment of not really all the way dealing with moms. Mm -hmm. In the midst of all of this, I had an artist that I got a pub deal at Universal and was about to do his artist deal at Columbia. They had just signed Adele. And Columbia was like, this is our male Adele. And then he passed away a testicular cancer, a brother by the name of Aaron Michael Cox. He was 22 years old. Wow. Extremely talented. Yeah. Extremely talented. And Extremely it just talented. it shook my world. You know what I'm saying? Like, it literally shook two blocks away from, like, the studio. I'm like, wait, what? And and then my son's mother and I, you know, we our breakup was, like, official. Our breakup was official. So I just was in, I was in shambles, bro. I was not doing the self work. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I remember going home and I remember my family just being so confused. Like, and I remember my cousin, the older sister to my cousin Jazz, that's the one that seen me playing basketball butt naked. Her older sister drove me to a rehab center. And I was just like, so taken back. Like, wait, this is what y'all think I need? Oh, if you don't get me out of here. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then I realized, like, that was how I realized. That's the energy. Where you were. Damn, this is, motherfuckers think I'm full on strung out out this bitch. Like, oh shit. And I remember being home and feeling so low. But the love that I was getting at the crib was so rejuvenating but confusing at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I, I could think of this one brother. He used to be on the corner, man. My uh, next door neighbor, uh, his name was Toriano. And I remember growing up where my mom, everybody just be like, you stay away from Toriano. You know, he gang banging and I don't want to see you on the corner with him. And now 2015 with all the decorations for the first time in my life, I'm in Maywood. On the corner with Toriano, hitting the weed. I'm telling him about goddamn Nicki Minaj (laughs) (laughs) and Rihanna. And he telling me, bro, when I was locked up and you was doing your thing, do you know they didn't believe that I knew you, man? And I'm telling him, that's little bro right there, man. I'm telling him, I'm like, man, y'all better get out of here, man. That's little bro. And it was just like, damn. They told me to stay away from you my whole life, and here I am with you. And this, the love that you, I didn't, I don't, I didn't know, I didn't even know. You know what I'm saying? He had been locked up while the run was happening. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But the rejuvenational Chicago love, bro, got me together. That because I turned Where back you into Marco. Expected to come from too. Where you, because this mean, guy yeah. is, you know, in yeah. a sense off limits, yeah. off limits for you your entire life. But the streets is watching, as they say. Absolutely, no, absolutely, they are. 
And I'm yeah. sitting there, I'm grown now. You know, hey, can't nobody tell me I can't. And now, and I got the weed now. And there he go, still there. So I'm, and my cousin was there. My cousin used to be cool. So we we on the corner, bro. I'm on the corner in 2015. It made, I'm on the corner. Bro. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm on the corner. <laughs> I know. Because me and this fool used to be on the phone. Well, I mean, you the reason why I came back. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was about, it was about a good nine-month timeout. Mm-hmm. And I remember Jay hit me like, man, what's up? I'm checking in. And I remember trying to tell him that everything was amazing. I was trying to paint <laughs> Chicago to be the greatest thing that ever happened. Yeah, you know, I'm downtown with a Soho membership. I'm at Columbia. And, uh, you know, they want me to do a TED Talk, man. You know, I'm uh, He was like, Cole, Cole, it's time to come back. What you, what you doing, bro? Come back to L.A., man. What are you doing? I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to come back. You know what I'm saying? Came back to It was a little LA, deeper bro. than that. It's a little deeper what I, than that. What I leave out? Look at me. I'm like, wait, wait. No, 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 Because our podcast is very real, and our podcast is cautionary at times. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the information that we give and how we give it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, nigga, you my brother. I love you to death. I called you a loser. Shit. I left that part out, huh? <laughs> yeah, like, but I had to. Yeah. yeah. I had to because you had got into mm. big fish in a small pond mode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You went home with all your accolades mm-hmm. and you was flossing it to everybody on the corner and everybody at the Soho house of Chicago mm-hmm. about what you had done in LA and how you you were, in my, this is my opinion of me mm-hmm. looking at it. I'm like, oh, he didn't went back home and not told him why he at home. Mm-hmm. He didn't went back home to say, listen, the prodigal son is back and I'm cracking and blah. When I, I definitely didn't tell people why you was back. Right. Yeah. No, which yeah. I get it. Right. I get it. Yeah. But the people who know and the people who are there for those moments when two is getting your place packed up and your family is trying to have an intervention. And like I was literally a part of all of that for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so when you giving me the the gloss over story about what is was you happening out there and and I'm like Nah, mm-hmm. nigga, you a you're a loser. <laughs> you quit. Quit. You quit. Because mm-hmm. there's a mm-hmm. thing. Like I respect the guys who do it where they're from. I respect y'all. If you can if you can if you can accomplish the great things that you can accomplish in major cities like New York and Los Angeles when it comes to music business. Mm-hmm. In Atlanta now, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um if you can accomplish those things in smaller cities and in, in, in places that the music isn't um, put on a on a major scale every single day. Even though mm-hmm. Chicago has amazing talent, has amazing people that have come out of Chicago and are still in Chicago. Mm-hmm. But for someone who had went or came to Los Angeles and made it for themselves to go back home and not on some I'm just going back home and I'm and I'm cracking mm-hmm. on some I'm going back home because I got to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, nah, bro, you can't you can't let them push you out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, if mm-hmm. you gonna go back on your own mm-hmm. and you gonna open up a school of music mm-hmm. and you got a label going mm-hmm. and you got you sign an artist, salute to you. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you're going home, right, because they took your basketball with your pockets you, you with your bunny ball. ears. Yeah. Whew. You've lost. Whew. And I hated having to have that conversation with you. But I knew I couldn't get off the phone with you that way. Mm-hmm. 
I knew I couldn't get off the phone with you that way. And I had to, at at the very least, at least tell you how I felt. Mm-hmm. You had to offend you. Mm-hmm. I had, had to, to offend you. Had, 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 had. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year? Their year. These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers, or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles. 
podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. As you as you as you know how we do in R and B fashion, mm-hmm. we have to get into your R and B mind. Yeah. Okay. You know, you spoke okay. a lot of musicianship and a, okay. uh, a lot of creative genius um, that is in you. You know, is in your blood. Um, I need to know your top five R and B artists, any era, of all time, of all times. Michael Jackson. Mm. Mm-hmm. Stevie Wonder. Oof. Mm-hmm. Don't be scared of the other Slow three. Down now. Don't be scared of the other three. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Just do it. Just do it. Do it. R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Chaos. Don't be scared of it. Uh, that's just as a Chicago, just so unfortunate, and that's a whole other. You don't even have to explain, bro. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Um. Damn, y'all got me on the spot, Mike, Stevie, Rob. This is gonna be a curveball. I might lose a lot of people here, but I gotta just be music soul child, bro. Bro, you ain't gonna lose nobody. You lose no one on that one. You ain't lose nobody in this room. Music soul child, bro. Cold blooded. And I'm putting my brother there. Tank number five. Let's go. Come on, Tank with the fifth. Come on, Tank with the fifth. Because if it was a fifth, we all be close. (laughs) Close it down with my motherfucking brother. You motherfucking right, motherfucking right, man. Wow. And, And let me tell you. Let me tell you that. I can't explain to you the like the the shock that I feel with people when they're like, nigga, you know Tank in real life. That's a thing. That's a thing all in together in itself. And that love and respect that you have from the true fans of R&B, bro, blesses me, bro. That blesses me, dog. And it doesn't... It doesn't allow me to take this for granted. You know what I'm saying? For real. I appreciate you, bro. That's my top five. Appreciate you, brother. Um, Top five R&B songs. All time songs now. Mm -hmm. Donald Jones, where I want to be. Kick it off. Kick it off. Because he left his baby girl a message. A message. Oh, my God. That's a tough message he left her, too. Tough message. Yeah. This is a curveball, but I gotta put it in here. Um, when we deep in the crevices, this is um, music soul child. Previous cats, right? I know that's like, wait, what are you talking about? But it's a good orientation song for relationships and reminding people to love like you've never been hurt. 
Because mm. people bring a lot of baggage in their relationships. Yeah. yeah. And music Soul Child on that song. First things first, girl, recognize who is with you now. Second thing, you can't blame me for how you were treated before I came. Wow. So it really pushes towards and that, that song was musically. Yeah. Ugh. Previous cat love like you've never been hurt. Wow. Um songs. And I'm not I'm not gonna overthink. I'm gonna go Dave Hollister. Seeing you reminds me of Wow. All the nights I used to be beat it up. <laughs> Man. Get it. Yeah. Come on. Then I'm gonna go to my OG. CT, mm -hmm. Carl Thomas. Why not? I wish. Why not? Come on, you, you heavy on some Mike City. You heavy on Mike City huh? right now, huh? Shout, yeah. out to, shout out to the guy. To the guy. And let me tell you about the Mike God. City. Let me tell you about Mike City too. Yeah. Because when I was a when I was in college at Columbia, they sent me out here for six weeks in 2005 for the semester in LA program. And one of my big homies out here. It's like, y'all want to take you to, I want you to, I want to, I want you to introduce you to somebody. He was damn near a Make-A-Wish kid. <laughs> he got a lot of moments, bro. They snuck him into the program he wasn't supposed to be in. Like, <laughs> come and finish, man. It was wild. The Whatever, Lord was man. smiling. Yo, it's kind of wild, too. It's kind of wild, too. Hey, bro. Because that, the same teacher that hired me. Fired you? <laughs> the same teacher that hired me, I definitely didn't get fired. But when I first got there. He was so mean, bro. This man said, I don't know why they do this to me every semester and put 100 students in this class when I'm going to fail 80 of you. And if I'm lucky, two years from now, I'll be able to send one of you to L.A. to represent this school. But what I won't do is let anybody in here embarrass the school. Two years later, I was the one. Wow. And so when I came out here. Make a wish coast. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> when I came out here, they took me to Mike City Studio. And this one, JoJo. guy. JoJo was a going guy. And so I remember Mike playing about five records in, the, in a row that made me want to stop producing. So I was like, I'll never be this good. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, he had that sound. He had it. And look, then he played one that was like kind of aight and was so encouraging. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I can't do this. I was like, wait. You know what I'm saying? And Everyone he, makes mistakes. Yeah. yeah. yeah right, right. I can kind of do that. I was like, I got I to be second, dude. Wait, so you're not perfect? Yeah. So it's possible. That's funny. And it, you know what I'm saying? Let me know, like, the law average is the hottest goat. So anyway. So yeah, shout to Mike City for real, for real. So and, you got um, four now. Fifth I song. need one more, one more. R and B. Mm. Mm. Uh, let's put some Jodeci in there. Take my money, mm -hmm. my house mm -hmm. and my car. For one hit of you, you can have it all, baby. Cause making love Every time we do Cause girl is worse mm. than drugs Cause what? Cause I'm an addict of you And you know that I I can't leave you alone You got me feeling You gotta have feeling on there Man, yeah. my yeah. God. Yeah. Man. Him. Him. My okay. Okay. God. Sex him. 
Oh, okay, okay. We're not Whew. done. We're not done. That okay. was great. That was really good. Okay. You gonna end with that one? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Bro, he was a master. Wow. He was a yeah. master. Yeah. Master producer. Mm. That's why I started calling myself Coach Vante. I was like, he's my hero. He's a ma- he was a masterful producer. Um, okay. We're making a Voltron. Okay. We're making a R&B Voltron. Vocals, style, performance style, and passion. Who are you getting the vocals from? Mike. Mm. Michael Jackson. <laughs> and if and if Mike wasn't available, then Whitney. Mm. As far as you can't do that, but that's fine. I'll okay. let you do that. Sorry. No, it's fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> style. What you want your artist to drip like? Who? From like a fashion standpoint? Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What's the aesthetic? They throw it on. Come on, man. Who mm-hmm. going gonna to put it on on me? April or May? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. You know? Who, you know? Hey, who, who, who going to put the, who gonna put the sauce Brian on? Javar, whoever. Yeah. Who, who's saucy? Yeah. So are you looking for a, a artist artists, name? An artist that yeah. has a style that you yeah, want no, your artist Yeah, the artist. Like we, yeah. we shout out some stylists, and mm-hmm. who, you know, who behind the drip. But who going to put it on them? This might, I don't know if this is going to work, but I got to throw it out there. Rick James. Ooh. That what do you mean? absolutely works. What do you mean? I tried to dress like Rick James once. Okay. You got to okay. be Rick James to dress like Rick James. This, this, he was hurting for like a week. Hurt. He performed. What, what, what show was that? What was that show called? Lip Sync Battle. The Lip Sync Battle. Give it to me, baby. He Give performed as Rick James. No, no, no. The brother was hurt for like at least a couple days. Bro, I had to perform in heels, bro, in the boots. In the in the high boot. <laughs> Tights the whole nine. And it was... Only Rick can do Rick. Right, 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 right. Yeah. You realize... That's yeah. rock star shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I like that. Yeah. So uh, Mike, Rick, James. Jesus Christ. Oh, I see I, Perf- I, I see where you're going. Performance style. Do, yeah, Not at the Roxbury. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do that. Who you want to get like on stage? Who do you want to take that from? Performance style. Style, performance style. The quick answer, quick and dirty, is going back to Mike again because from a performance standpoint, yeah. But for the sake of this and moving it around, Chris Brown. Voice like Michael Jackson, clothes like Rick James, perform like Chris Brown. That's all yeah. over the place, too. Yeah. Chris might, Brown, hit you, might hit you. Yeah. Chris yeah. Brown Nine ain't no telling what Yeah, yeah. And gonna, I love it. He's going to backflip in the I love boots. It. I love it. Okay. With no problem. With, no problem. And with whose passion? Yeah. Whose passion? Whose heart? Whose passion? Uh, James Brown. Hey. Nigga, this is a killer. James Brown. Brown. This is a killer. This is a man's man. Huh. And uh, yeah, all of that. I need that stank. I need that Holland. Yeah, that stank. That yeah. ugly. I need the yeah. Him, Does it feel good? Him as a music director, because that's like damn near my new twist, right? Disrespectful. Like bringing my musicians in and really getting into the live show. I feel like, you know, being in the studio all this time, never being on tour, and never really getting a chance to like really just shed and get my musician bag. I'm studying James. I'm about to do a whole case study on James Brown and that performance and the band and the hits and. That musicality, I need that. He was the only one. I need that. James was one of one. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's one of one. Even musically, he mm-hmm. was one of wow. one. Nobody's ever even thought 
to try to, to replicate them. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, thought about it. You yeah, got to yeah, leave yeah. all of that alone. This man woke up one day and said, Say it loud. I'm blocking on prayer. Like, music that. The thing about this music is it's going to outlive us, bro. Yeah. That's the part. That's it's going to outlive us, dog. Mm-hmm. So the responsibility that we have to do what we need to do during this very short period that we have yeah. this opportunity mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. go ahead and 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 tap into what legacy is going to look like for our family tree, yeah. bro. Talk about it. It's a huge Huge responsibility, bro. You're so stupid. You have a little balance. It's something, it's something wrong. And you know what? But that's great. I'm glad you said that, though. I'm glad you said that, Jay. I'm super glad you said that. Stop. <laughs> because, <laughs> yo, it's so funny. We had a show last week. He takes this nigga nowhere. Yeah, hold, hold on, hold on. We had a show this week, last week, and I prayed before the show. <laughs> and when I was done praying with the musicians before the show, Phil Smartass said, "So you wait? You said you want people to see and feel God after we play ass, ass, ass?" And it's like he mumbled that as he was like walking up to the keyboard. I was like, <laughs> "Come on, fam! Come on, fam!" <laughs> But but you're right. Look, I put out my my debut EP as an artist last year called Truth Serum. Mm. And hello world, hello world. Yeah. But look, Kings right featuring Idris Elba. Mm -hmm. And when I when I was approaching the artist album, I was thinking about ass 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 and cake 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 and one time for the birthday bitch and Lil Booties Matter and all of the whole ratchet department. Yeah. You, you actually have records that are going to play forever. 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 One time for the birthday? One time for the... <laughs> doom, doom, Trap doom, back em. Doom, doom, doom. My, Monster production. And, and let me tell you something. That song was done. Trap came to the studio and was like, yo, I got this song I did with my homie. It's just... And could you could you put the beat on steroids? Replayed it for me. Could you put the yeah, beat on steroids yeah. for me? And he played the song for me, and I was like, "This." I did the same thing when you played it for me. I was like, "Man, what? Oh man, that man! This said, is Fifty Cent. It's your birthday again. One time for play the birthday. Every bitch? single day, cause yeah, two times for the birthday, bitch. <laughs> Fuck it up if it's your birthday, bitch." I said, bro, do you have a file for that, dog? <laughs> like, I'm so... You, you went crazy. I, I could not work on that track fast enough. You went crazy. And that man brought his first platinum record to Jacksonville, man. Shout out to Tribeca, man. That's his first yeah. platinum. Yeah. Sheesh. No, no, you, you've done enough good in these streets, man. It's, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. It's going to be, be all right, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, your, your balance is good. But while we, you know, we're here and we're talking about the good you've done in the streets, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we also have this uh, important segment of the show. Mm-hmm. It's very important. It's called "I Ain't Saying No Names." Yes, it is. And for the people who have just tuned in for the first time, mm-hmm. ah, it's a story that you tell us that can be either funny or fucked up, yeah, or funny and fucked up. The only rule to the game is you can't say no names. Cool, cool. This is cosigns. I ain't saying no names. I ain't saying no names. Um, back to the stay where you are moment. Um, you're gonna put us in it. Mm. <laughs> back to no, the stay no, no, where no. you are. So, I wrote and produced that record 
but the inspiration <clears throat> behind that record was me being in the studio, having a TV on, and um, <laughs> seeing a young tender, you know what I'm saying, that I used to, I used to see, we used to, we used to date. Now she's on Jimmy Fallon. And the first thing that I wanted to do was call her because mm. she was- With the fake congratulations? Yeah, because you lit on another level. <laughs> I, I, I was just, I was just, I you know what I mean? I just that. wanted to make sure you knew. I always knew you was going to make Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. <laughs> I always saying? knew you was going to be somebody. And, and, and she used to smoke weed before I started smoking weed. So I wanted to tell her, and you know, I smoke, I smoke now. weed now. So if you want to smoke the, with me, I beat the so, allergy. So if you, <laughs> I beat the allergy. So, so if you want to smoke together, yeah. you'll yeah. say, I'm here. Yeah. And I'm going through all these emotions looking at her and her glory. And I said, nope. You know what? Turning over a new leaf. S stay where you are. And that's where that line just keeps shining in my face. Like, Coach, it's certain, there's certain moments that ain't no going back. It was a moment in time. I see you shining, baby. I see, I see you, you shining, shining drive me crazy. And it's, but just keep shining, baby. Yeah, right I mean, in my, I, on some yeah, real yeah, play. Yeah, I kept it. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was, yeah. I pushed P. That's incredible. I push by I push, not pushing sand. <laughs> you push, push P, P by, by not, not pushing, pushing sand. sand. That's a great collaborative bar. Church. Whew. And you know what? To, a, to the, a lot of the fellas out there, that's some real grown man shit. You missed your beat, bro. Yeah, yeah, you, you, yeah. Just, you just missed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And after, what it is. And, look, yeah. and after you stopped fucking with her, she, she was able up. to. She glowed up. She glowed up. She's able to find it. She's and able to you be great. have to respect that. Got to. From afar. Yes. Because if you get too close, the you new nigga up. might do something to you too. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if I'm a new nigga. You bet not. Well, you know what? Look, look. This is look. You hear me? You <laughs> bet not don't come yeah. right. Hey, look, look. This you bet not push sin. <laughs> this is part two of, of not saying no names, right? So uh, there was a situation where I did get too close. <laughs> of course you did. There's another situation. <laughs> Where another young lady <laughs> was now, because my sister said that shit. She was like, it's crazy. It just seemed like all women just glow up once they stop fucking with you. Oh, I was like, you know, how your, you know how your sister just. Did, did, did that offend you? Oh, yeah. God. It hurt. It didn't offend me. It hurt. It hurt. <laughs> that, I couldn't even say nothing back. I just was like, there was no fight back from that. <laughs> She's like, that's crazy. Girls just be glowing. So anyway, uh, I see this young lady. She's in her glow. And in my mind, I'm like, enough time has gone past <laughs> to where, no, man. you know what I'm saying? You should be able to tap back in with that. Yeah. And look, and it wasn't even like I leave was trying her, to. Leave her alone, coach. I just was going to give her a hug yeah. and say congratulations. <laughs> and she pushed me. You <laughs> said she punched you? She pushed me. She pushed you. At the awards there. It was, oh, you really tried to go in for a hug? You said, because you when you said don't go too close, I was like, oh, yeah, cause, because I wasn't too close. <laughs> nah, thinking about it. She gave you that? And and so immediately I just started scanning the room to see if anybody saw it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Immediately it was like <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Just walk, just walk, just walk, just walk, just walk. Get off me, bitch ass nigga. It's not sweet. It's not, not sweet, sweet and I'm still mad. God. Yeah. <laughs> she tried to do this to a nigga with his little dress on. <laughs> nigga, what's happening? Stay where you are. Stay, Stay where, where you are. Stay where you, you are. are.
Don't press sand, Coast. Don't press sand. Don't press sand. When she go up, or shit, if he go up, right. it is what it is. Keep it P. Keep it Keep P. Keep it P, yo. Let it be. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Because it's, it's, it's probably better without you. Mm. Life is probably better without you. Mm. My God. Imagine hey, that. Everybody ain't for everybody. Everybody ain't for everybody. And, and some relationships are just for a season. A season. You get what you need out of that. You get your, you get your harvest out of that season. They get their harvest out of that season. You take your, you know, you take your harvest and you go with it. Keep it moving. And whoever whoever that's supposed to feed next, that's what that is. Mm. Yeah, thank me for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you say thank me for that. Yeah, you know. you, you I bet you're you somewhere enjoying the goodness, huh? You welcome. Make sure, make, make sure you make sure you yeah. tell her. To, that's it. That's it. Because if you find if you find you a good one, man, they do some good things for you. Those aren't new things. Just be like, whoever taught you that, come on now. Thank you. Come on now. <laughs> Thank you. Come on now. Thank you. Come Woo. on, man. You, you ain't got to say come it out on, loud just when you see, see me in the club. Tip Woo. your hat. Tip your hat. Tip Church. your hat. Yeah, just, that's all. It's okay. Ooh, yeah, y'all it's okay. boys is. It's okay. Poisonous. <laughs> no, 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 man. Because you know what, though? I can say this, though, honestly. Uh, in relationships, I can't handle the truth of your past. So what that means is, let's just say hypothetically, you know, I'll use, use my wife as an example. Say we go to dinner somewhere and there's a guy that she used to do everything with. I don't want to know. My Mario Winans. Let me enjoy my steak. Let me enjoy. Let me enjoy. I don't know. If we cracking jokes, let me, and let me go home and sleep and let me live and die. <laughs> Let me live and die. die. I don't, because in past situations, think about this situation. This young lady, damn, I can't. I gotta be light on the details, but let's just say, once we was good and and Uh in it, we had an honest conversation. (laughs) We were in a a drink. We were in a park. (laughs) We were in a park, and I instantly had the boo boo. When I heard, when she starts saying the truth, right, I'm sure I know this girl. Right away, I was in the park lot, and there's because I remember in the park because I couldn't just be like, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. I remember being outside, like, wait, how how old were you, and how old was he, and you did what, and you were spending the, and all the details, bro, the details. You couldn't handle it. And I can, you can't go back. So a lot of brothers, y'all in these relationships with these ladies, worrying about the wrong fucking things. So you got to know it's just your turn now. Tell the music soul child song to listen to. Pre- previous cats. Previous cats. <laughs> I just think that. Oh fuck! Don't walk me in nowhere blind. Right? I want to be blind. Thank you. I want to be no, blind. No, don't walk me in. But, but here's the, the thing. What's the movie with the lady? The thing <laughs> Ooh, I want to walk you like this. What's the movie with no. the what's, the... what's that shit called? No. Oh, I want to walk you like this. Bird shit. box. Bird, bird. <laughs> don't walk me in nowhere blind. Because the past doesn't doesn't bother me. Just don't just don't let the past be be used against me. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to need to know why a nigga shook my hand that way. Yeah. Period. Yeah, yeah. Why he keeps staying over here? 
That was a different kind of embrace. With, 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 with yeah, don't let trouble beat you home. Yo, yeah, that's so. <laughs> yeah, okay, I don't so, care. But like, listen, it okay, ain't gonna so change me, no dynamic. So yeah. let me give but, you this, right? No name part three. Right? Amen. <laughs> this nigga has three no names. I got three no. I got the first ever on the RB Money podcast. Keep going. So Go. three no names, right? I'm talking to uh, this young lady about a situation that had just occurred, right? And it had threw me off because the handshake, the greeting, everything that you're speaking of. Because I was going to ask you for an example of what you're talking about, but now I realize what the example was. You are the example. <laughs> so I'm telling her, just like, yeah, you know, he was he was with his homies. They was laughing. And I just didn't understand. Like, that's just crazy. I, I've been knowing him for some time. And she goes... Marco said, it only happened once. <laughs> and when I tell you, when I tell you that was the farthest thing from my mind, I'm venting about my day in life. This is just my day. Marco said, it only happened once, all right? And it, it's not like how me and you are. I was like, wait. Wait. Oh, man. Wait. She, she told herself like the nigga on House of Dragons. <laughs> She told on herself. Wait. I said, wait. You did what? With him? <laughs> Yo, I was boiling. Oh, God. Yo. Yo. I, I had to get out of there, bro. I had to to get out of there, hey, man. <laughs> no more no names. <laughs> it's three or not. It's three or not. <laughs> bro. Shit. <laughs> it only happened once. Bro, I feel like did you keep telling these stories, man? I don't want you to go back down there. Yo, oh, you were traumatized, bruh. Oh my god, hey man, that's a great way to listen, <laughs> man. Thank you for being here, bro. Oh my god, oh my god, <laughs> bro. Listen, uh, I'm saying, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not saying no name. Shit, I don't know my name at this point. <laughs> I'm Jay Valentine, and this uh, is and this has been the Army <laughs> One podcast. This has been interesting. Um, <laughs> Uh, listen, Say man. Less. Listen, man. Um, <laughs> fuck, man. For 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 lack for. <laughs> what is the blowback on this gonna be? I feel listen, like people gonna be trying to figure out the characters. Only thing I can say <sighs> at the end of this, my Thank brother, you, <laughs> is that we love you. Man, for real, bro. You are really our family. And that's it. We love you. And, oh, and we will always appreciate you. And you already know the rest. Man, I, I, love, you I love you brothers more, man. I yes. love you brothers more. Thank you for having me, man. Yeah. This has been the Army Money Podcast. Church. 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 baby. E R&B Money is a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 
Don't forget to subscribe to and rate our show. And you can connect with us on social media via at RB Money Podcast or at The Real Tank or at Jay Valentine. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, hosted by MC8 and Big Steel. It's every Thursday, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.